Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Make You Blog Podcast. This is our 14th episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know. It's happening. It's it's It just keeps continuing. They haven't stopped us <laughs> yet. And it's really great, honestly. I... Every day I wake up and I'm going to get a text. I think I'm going to get a text that says, you know what, Jared? Nobody's actually listening. <laughs> no one's interested in your antics here. But turns out it hasn't happened yet. So hey. shout out to our listeners for actually tuning in yeah, so far. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be a fun episode today. We're going to get into Disney animated films. But before we do that, we're going to get into some Disney news and headlines because this is Mickey Blog and we cover all things Disney and the news especially. So we're definitely going to cover that. There's no special guest today. I'm sorry. It's just three of us. I know it's not so exciting. But uh, it's all right. We're going to try to make it as, you know, fun and entertaining as we can, despite no special guests. But we do have a special guest next week. It's going to be pretty cool. So before we jump into our episode, I just want to remind you all, as we always do, that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored solely by Mickey Travels. I'll get into more about them later on. But Kristen, Jesse, how are we doing this week? Uh, answer as honestly or dishonestly as you'd like. <laughs> the week is great. <laughs> yeah. It's just been, it's been really busy. Um, the weather has fluctuated. So like everyone's getting colds. It was like 50 degrees and now it's 85 degrees and hello, Florida, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so other than that, I mean, everything's been good. It's just been really, really busy. Yeah. Busy week for sure over here too. Yeah. Did you guys have a good Valentine's day? Yes. Yes. We yeah. did. Well, that's yeah. that's good. All Easy right? peasy. It just, yeah. Because sometimes when life gets hard, I just sit down and I eat a lot of chocolate. Mm. And and suddenly, I don't know what happens there, but I suddenly become just happier and I'm in a better mood. I just, it's, it's ironic how that works. I just yeah. ate three chocolate chip cookies before the podcast because I needed some energy and it automatically like helped my <laughs> mood too. So it was just a win-win. Well, there you go. Uh, I did not do that. I should have eaten some cookies. Yeah, we, we should have. Kristen, what the heck? I know. We, we should have given you some cookies. But let's get into our news segment. As uh, some of you guys, if you're not familiar with this podcast or haven't listened to before, welcome. Uh, definitely subscribe if you haven't yet, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube. We want to thank everybody uh, for making Resort TV One our episode and our interview with them, our biggest episode yet Yay. on YouTube. Uh, it's doing fantastic over there, and we really appreciate the support. So, and Josh and Jenna but let's are just jump. Great, yeah, they're fun. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was great talking to them. Yeah. But basically, uh, what we do a lot of times when we don't have a guest on this podcast is we go through some of the biggest Disney headlines, the first 15 to 20 minutes on the episode, and then we jump into a more open-ended topic. And our open-ended topic today is going to be our top five favorite Disney films ever. And these are specifically animated films. So uh, no offense to Pirates of the Caribbean and all those other greats. But if we open this up to every Disney film ever... Uh, Kristen and Jesse would have literally sent me a text saying, I can't do this, just host the podcast alone. It, yeah. So it was it hard just, enough doing animated. So, yeah. I actually kind of However, broke the rules a little bit, sort of, on one of them. <laughs> sort of, not really. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Find out. It, Stay tuned to find they, out how Kristen broke the rules on the list. They they both totally broke the rules, but we're just going to let it fly. Yeah, I broke a lot of rules. hard. 
life is hard and you know it's hard to rank things and if you guys listen to our episode on the disney parks then you could see how that didn't go yeah incredibly well how it'll be no surprise uh, so... that there was some breaking of the rules <laughs> yeah yeah so the point is we it Disney animated films and Pixar films, here are the rules quickly for our listeners. Basically, we do rank them one through five, and then we have a few honorable mentions as well. Uh, And we'll dive into that later on in the episode, but first we're going to go over some Disney news. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Right off the bat, Disney 100 Exhibition. That is pretty massive news going on right now, guys. So uh, obviously, Disney is celebrating their 100th anniversary of the company being around. But the Disney 100 Exhibition is officially touring the U.S. and the globe. And the big news that came out um, specifically today, we're recording on the 15th of February. And every episode comes out on Friday, so a few days before the episode actually drops. But the news that dropped today is they brought Walt to life. So according to the New York Times, the Walt Disney Company used archival video and artificial intelligence tools to create a lifelike hologram of its founder, Walt Disney, a full-size digital avatar that speaks in Walt's voice and appears as part of an interactive exhibition of Disney's artwork, props, and costumes that will tour the globe until at least 2028. So what's interesting about this uh, expedition, exhibition (laughs) rather, is uh, it's, it's starting off in Philadelphia and the US, but also touring in Munich, Germany, overseas. And it's not going to end there. It's going to tour through several other major cities throughout the U.S. and other major cities throughout the globe. And it's apparently, according to be, uh, according to the New York Times in this whole report, it's supposed to be touring through 2028. So, uh, Chris and Jesse, what do you guys think about this news? Obviously, pretty big news. But the the biggest thing that comes to mind beyond the celebration of you know all of this is this you know, AI Walt Disney. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. The fact that he's going to be interactive and you actually get to like hear his voice, I'm really excited about. Um, You know, you you see him on TV and um, in the museums, but I think this is going to be a completely different experience. Um, Jared, I haven't been keeping up with a lot of the news today. I've been very busy, but (laughs) is it coming to Orlando? I would assume so, right? Uh, no, not it's as not? of now. It's it. The exhibition is in Philadelphia to start. Yeah. It's scheduled to also eventually come to Chicago, okay. as well as Kansas City. I kind of like. No offense to L.A. or Orlando, I kind of like that as of now. It's not scheduled to go there yeah. because it gives Disney fans throughout the rest of the country something to go experience. Of course. Um, you know, God knows we get to celebrate Disney enough down here. Yeah, but I still want to uh, see it. That means I got to travel to see it. That makes it way yeah. more complicated. We do have a member of the team, I think, going in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, like, we'll have, like, we'll be able to see it in real time. Like, in real time. Real and we'll, time, we'll, Obviously, yeah. we'll, we'll cover mm-hmm. it as, as it sounds so blog, cool. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it. And I feel like technology can, kind like, with that can go either way. So, it's either going to be mind-blowingly awesome or it's going to be super lame. <laughs> what the heck are we looking at here? <laughs> or really weird. I don't think there's going to be like a middle ground on this one. No. Like, we're like, oh, okay. It's either going to be like, what am I looking at? Or, oh my God, this isn't like, this is mind blowing. Incredible. Yeah. I'm interested to see which side we yeah. land on. Just with like, I'm picturing like the Avatar animatronic that's in the Navi River boat ride. Like, if it's anything like that, 
it's going to be mind blowing. It's like a hologram, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Right. So it's a hologram. This is a hologram version. Exactly. But I'm wondering if they were like able to sync it up the same or if it's going to be like a bunch that's, of weird words. Yeah. That's so this is they, they released a video of it and I watched a little bit of yeah. it to sort of see the example. And what's interesting about AI and just surfing through the Disney Twitter community, which is a wild one for anybody out there, I honestly don't (laughs) recommend going down that rabbit hole. Uh, But like I was seeing different people's opinions on this whole thing. And a lot of people are sort of split. Like a lot of people seem to be really interested and think this is the coolest thing ever. And other people think, is this ethical? Like, are we adding more quotes that aren't actually real right. to Walt or yeah. is he going to be phrasing things when he didn't phrase it that way to be more yeah. interactive so there's definitely some ethics behind it and obviously they have done it in the entertainment world before uh for example they brought back uh, Tupac Shakur a few years ago during the Grammys so it, it's happened uh but I am curious to see one how it looks and two what what the fan reaction is to it once yeah. it's actually rolled out everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about the ethics behind something like this? I mean, for me, like, it, it just depends. Again, it he could be saying all the correct words. He could yeah. be using his actual quotes. But we won't know that until it actually gets released. Yeah. I think it depends. I have to see it to kind of make my mind up. Because yeah. I, I, I get that argument, you know, like, to attribute sayings and even like demeanor to yeah. a person through some artificial intelligence, I think is kind of a big step. So I, uh, I'm interested to see it and then I'll kind of yeah. make up my mind about. Yeah. Same. About I want to see how, yeah. like you said, like how, how he phrases things, you know, maybe they put it into like modern style, which would be really weird because he's not modern, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. And he was, uh, I mean, Walt Disney was a really big smoker too. And they've really scrubbed all of that imagery through, yeah, through, you know, I mean, again, like you'll see photos of him that they've taken the cigarette out of his hand, but you could tell it was kind of, and so again, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with some of that. Like, yeah, I I don't know. We'll find out. I'm excited to see the footage for sure. I, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I think this the future is obviously now and, and in many ways Walt was all the biggest proponent of wanting, you know, that's why Tomorrowland mm. exists. True. Yeah. You know, uh, about wanting to push the envelope and push that whole idea. So I'm definitely curious to see how it looks, but it is going to be interesting to see the fans' reception to this. And 2028 is a long time, yeah. I mean, five years Disney, basically, yeah. they don't want celebrations to end. We're going to be celebrating anniversaries and, and things for the end of time. Yep. And I will mention before we move on to our next Disney headline of the week, uh, I will mention that the exhibition doesn't just feature, obviously, this. This is just supposed to be at the very entrance to the exhibition. The exhibition is supposed to go over the whole 100-year history, from animated films to the parks to so much more. I mean, they have just incredible props there they have props from mary poppins they have props from classic classic movies costumes everything like that everything in between so that's going to be very cool and uh yeah like jesse said i maybe maybe we go if we you know we're a little closer to the city of philadelphia we could take a field trip yeah yeah i I guess we're we're gonna have to take a field trip group trip i'm okay with that uh (laughs) 
All right, let's move on to our second Disney headline of the week uh, during this whole headline segment. Uh, Tron has officially opened Tron Lightcycle Run in the Magic Kingdom, officially opened its previews to cast members. Uh, annual pass holders will also be getting some previews soon, uh, DVC and all that fun jazz. Uh, I don't know why I always say fun jazz. You I'm always sorry, do, but I, I enjoy I just, it and I expect you to say it. So It's just one of those old phrases I can't kick, but uh, <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, um, so... Jesse, yeah. you got to ride. I did. Uh, I have also gotten to ride. Kristen, you have not gotten to ride yet. <laughs> I honestly uh, don't know if I'm going to. You don't like coasters. I'm not a coaster oh, yeah. person. Um, it wasn't bad, though. If you guys follow the Mickey blog stories, every time I do one, I request like, oh, what rides do you want me to go on? I'm always like, no roller coasters. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you already know that about me. Yeah, I'm not a big coaster person. And I do like to try Disney rides once. Like, even if I know it's not going to be something I enjoy, I'm like, okay, I can do it once. But this one, um, I just don't want to feel sick all day. You know, I don't want to like ruin yeah. my day and feel ill. So um, you don't like feeling ill? No. That's really odd. Yeah, I like, I don't, yeah, I like no. not feeling like I'm going to. Yeah, I will say, um, without spoiling too much, um, the seats are very odd. So even like getting on and off, like I'm pretty bendy, but getting on the actual bike, like that's hard. Like getting your foot in the correct position, the knee things kind of like wiggle when you get on them and then the back part wiggles when you get on it um and you're kind of laying on your stomach so like if you yeah. just ate like i was slightly nauseous when i got off um my fiance was actually worse than i was and he does not get motion sickness it was just the fact that we had eaten an hour prior and we were laying all the pressure yeah. from the coasters on your stomach. So I actually, um, I was able to figure out a trick. Instead of holding onto the handlebars, I actually kind of propped my elbows up on it. And I rode like this with <laughs> my hands on my face. And that's how I was riding Tron. And it was able to release my stomach and ribs a little bit. So it wasn't pushing against the cycle. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, it was great. I did it three times in a row, which not my best idea, but we were allowed to. And I yeah. was like, well, I'm doing it three times in a row because I'm allowed to. She was like, I feel nauseous. Let me go again and again. Head. Jake was worse. And I was like, as long as you can handle it, I can handle it. I'm, I'm going to prop my, my elbows up and I'm going to be fine. And I told him that on like the, the third loop. I was like, just prop your elbows up. Like, see if that helps you. And he was like, I tried. It didn't really work. And so maybe it just depends on like how much you can bend your back or twist your torso or whichever um i'm sure it's going to be different for everybody but all in all i mean the coaster is cool it's very family friendly there's no like flips and turns and you know it's um, but it goes real fast right doesn't it take off really fast it does it has a fast launch like rock and roller coaster yeah see and that's i can do the twisties and the turnies but it's the that fast launch that yeah and um really different from jared most people are the opposite yeah yeah i was gonna say different from jared i actually went during the day so for me my experience is probably completely different than jared's like you know Mm -hmm. i don't know at night yeah yeah well i felt you know i'm interested to go during the daytime because i almost feel like going at nighttime might be a little bit easier on people visually just because a good portion, almost the entire ride, is all indoors. Yeah. 
So when it's nighttime, your eyes aren't going to get all messed up from going straight outdoors and then back indoors. I will because say... Because I, I do think that might mess people up a little bit. Well, but. I mean, I was there at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it was the brightest time of the day. Um, I will say the the actual tent above Tron blocks a lot of the light. I'm somebody... I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it in the Mickey blog um, videos um, on our, our stories, but... I have to have sunglasses on a lot of the times. My eyes are really light. So I'm really sensitive to the sun. I'm constantly in sunglasses. For being there from, I was there from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., I didn't have to wear my sunglasses underneath that tent. So mm. even saying that, like I was able to take off my sunglasses. I was gonna wear them and then take them off when it got dark, but I was like, oh, let me try it without them. I put them in a the little cubby inside the motorbike and I was totally fine. I rode all three times without my sunglasses. So it wasn't really uh, like, oh my God, my eyes are adjusting. Um, because it kind of takes you into a tunnel before you go into the darkness. So your eyes have a minute to adjust. Not a minute, but a couple seconds to adjust um, fast enough. So for me, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. And I'm pretty sensitive to the sun. So yeah, without without spoiling too much, I think fans are really going to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, I you know, I will say from a personal experience that uh, I personally enjoy Guardians more. I think it's the more impressive ride. Really? That's just me. But it's a personal thing. That's the beauty of uh, picking rides yeah. and everything. But I think that Tron is extremely impressive. And I think fans are going to love it. And yeah. I think it fits more than anything. I think it fits perfectly in Tomorrowland. It, it really does. does. Yeah. And it aesthetically spe speaking, when you get over there, especially at nighttime when you see Space Mountain lit up next door. And even like there's videos out there circulating of like the fireworks going yeah. on while Tron's yeah. going on. Yep. It's cool to look at. I mean, if nothing else, even if you don't want to ride, go over there at nighttime sometime. And just look at it. And just stand there and just watch it go around because it's impressive yeah. and it it's really gorgeous lit up yeah and more than that it's really interesting how there's going to be a walkway too mm -hmm. from storybook circus over to tomorrowland i'm curious to see uh how much that's utilized how much fans like that uh i think that's awesome and just from a logistical standpoint Same. i think it's it's gonna help because i always end up in the back end of storybook circus and i'm like well gotta walk well, back over yeah. to get back over to tomorrow exactly so. and like when i showed my friends around when they were here a couple weeks ago you know we get to storybook circus and i'm like oh well there used to be a pathway to go this way but now <laughs> we gotta walk all the way back this way so i personally like i'll use that path a lot um, but I did enjoy Tron way more than Guardians. Like Tron is like up here and Guardians is still like ranking in the middle for me. But Guardians wasn't super impressive to me. And I don't know either storyline. So that didn't really have any impression yeah. on me at all. But the coaster well, was this just is the me. This is the beauty of ranking things. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the beauty of rides. Right. I mean, I the other day uh, for our listeners out there who are probably going to be uh, attacking me after this comment. <laughs> oh, no. I, the other day, admitted to Kristen that I'm not a huge fan of living with the land. Oh, yeah. Which really yeah. No, that cut was upsetting her on deep. Many levels. It hurt yeah. her. Uh, if she wasn't dealing with other things in life, then maybe she'd get far more upset with me. Far so more. maybe I, uh, maybe it was the right time for me to just casually break it because we were <laughs> all dealing upsetting. with stressful weeks. It was weeks, upsetting because that is probably uh, my, one of my favorite rides in all of right? Walt Disney World. And me too. I am truly living with the land and I like to surround myself with people that are also truly living with the land. So it was upsetting 
It was upsetting, but to, I'm healing. To find out that I'm not, in fact, I'm, I'm healing. I'm healing from that, and uh, you know, we'll keep you guys posted yeah. on how we're doing yep. <laughs> as a group after yeah, a bombshell uh, like that. It's a we're, beautiful we're boat ride with beautiful plants, and together. there's fish. Like I don't know what you don't like about it. Yeah, I don't. It's a. It's disturbing, honestly. Um, we're we're not we're not going to get into rides. In guess this episode, not, guys. Right? I guess that's because another. It'll take it'll take too long, and we'll save another episode for when I start breaking hearts with. Yeah, Jared can just list all the rides he uh, doesn't like, and Jesse and I will just cry. Through that yeah, episode. it's fine. Uh, you know, it's all right. It's kind of like when we did our park rankings oh, on this podcast, and Kristen and I mentioned how Magic Kingdom was last on our list, and Jesse's brain exploded. So you know. It, <laughs> I, I like how because there's three of us on this podcast, there's naturally always going to be like two people who right. agree, leaning and one, one way, and then the odd man out. So it is what it is. It is. But let's uh, jump on to our <laughs> final topic before we get into our main topic of the episode. The last big Disney headline of the week that we want to talk about briefly is the Disney quarterly earnings call, which did occur last week, um, but we're talking about it now. Uh, either way, there was a few major highlights. Bob Iger's first quarterly earnings call since, you know, returning as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. He talked about how the there is going to be an avatar experience coming to Disneyland Resort. Um, there's 7,000 jobs being cut uh, across the company. That's 3% of the workforce. And $5.5 billion uh, in cost spending is officially being reduced um, and then news in terms of the films, Toy Story, Frozen, Zootopia, and possibly more are all getting sequels eventually. That was officially announced. Yeah. So out of all of that and much more that came out of it, because we all covered yeah. it for the blog uh, and put up many uh, social media posts, <laughs> uh, what what kind of stuck out to you guys the most out of, out of the first quarterly earnings call since, since Iger's return? Um, so the movies, I'm always really excited for movies. I'm not even a big, like, movies person. Like, I get antsy sitting on the couch watching movies. But for some reason, when a new Disney movie comes out, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta watch the new Disney movie. I don't know why. Mm. It's just, that's just how it works. Yeah. But Toy Story, I thought they should have ended it with the one before Forky. So with number three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah. And then they brought out number four, and I was like, What? Yeah. But I love Forky. I think he's hilarious. But what are they gonna do for five? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't... I'm I am i am confused about that. I don't and know. I I adore Toy Story in the whole franchise. No, but I know. I I feel strongly that four should not have happened, no, and same. now they're making five. Yeah. So I just what when does it end? Yeah. But, I feel like they should kind of take some of that energy and develop. A new, new story with new story even like a spin-off maybe i don't know but like i don't know yeah. i think that that could be it it's it's getting to be a little bit much with toy story now the zootopia one i think on the other hand i'm i'm very excited about i think that's different that, it only has one like yeah I it only has one that story was so good on so many levels and yeah. i think that that that's good the frozen one too i'm kind of like okay see i love frozen <laughs> I always love the story behind Frozen, and I love the second one actually more than the first one. But me too. Um, you know, just visually. But the first one, the story was so good. I'm really wondering what they're gonna do for a third. Like, yeah. are is it gonna be like 
Anna and Kristoff are married and they have kids or uh, where do we pick up in the is it gonna yeah is it gonna be more family oriented are they gonna go back in the past more to when they were more kids like I don't know they kind of jumped so differently in the second one than I expected them to that for the third one I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do but I I honestly do love that franchise so yeah so what's interesting to me about all three of those specific film announcements is I think there was a different motivation behind each one. For example, Zootopia and that whole sequel, the rumors of Zootopia Land coming to Animal Kingdom, you might as well boost that fan base. You might as well try to develop it further and further, especially with Zootopia Plus and on Disney Plus and like whatever. Like I I get that. I understand that. And again, it's it only has one movie. So developing a sequel makes perfect sense. Um, Frozen 3, I also understand from a financial perspective because both of the first two movies made a billion dollars. Not many animated films have made a billion dollars, but both of them did. And that's yeah. that's rare, and they they were just just phenomenons at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, two of... I mean, both of them were just massive, massive successes from a merchandise perspective, from... Everything and Disney's probably sitting there thinking like, okay, yeah, well, let's do this again. If we want a guaranteed hit, let's do it again. Yeah. And they can they can argue with it by saying it's going to be a trilogy. Toy Story five, I think, is purely a cash grab. That's all I think it yeah. is. Like, yeah. And and until the story comes out, convinces me otherwise, I really don't believe anything else. I I just yeah. I, there's no logical reason for me to have this fifth film. No. And from a story perspective, it doesn't make sense from a, from the only way it makes sense is like from a parks perspective, it doesn't make sense. We got plenty of Toy Story in the parks from, from merchandise. We got plenty of Toy Story merchandise. Like the only reason for this, in my opinion, is money. It's them that all of the Toy Story films have been massively successful. Toy Story 3 and 4, again, billion-dollar movies. Very, very rare for animated films, and they crushed it. So they're probably thinking, like, great, let's make another billion dollars off of a film. And But what concerns me, and I'm not sure if you both sort of feel the same way, what concerns me about uh, some of these sequel announcements is it feels almost like they're learning the wrong lessons in some ways from their original films like they're releasing they released a lot of disney whether it's disney and pixar a lot of original films yeah. these last few years and they didn't see the money on them that they did from these yeah. pixar sequels and stuff but that's not because the movies weren't good it, it, or it's not because like you need more sequels i mean we had a massive pandemic i mean some of them were yeah yeah some of them were better suited for you know disney plus i mean so i don't know i i just i hope those are all successful but a little concerning that's all yeah Yeah. my other takeaway from the call was the avatar announcement coming to disneyland and i just i where where's that where they where's that going i don't don't are they does disney realize that disneyland doesn't have a lot of space. I don't. Cause let's face it, it's not going to be Navi River Journey, right? Like they're obviously going to get Flight of Passage. They didn't say it, but you know, like that's where I would put my money if like, we were betting on this. So, like, where does that go? Like, yes, space wise, but theming wise, where are they putting that? And I also yeah. feel that Disneyland gets. I mean, I'm sure people will come at me for this, but I feel like Disneyland gets so much stuff that we will never see and the stuff that like 
let's take Runaway Railway, for example. There's open. And of course, their queue is beautiful and so well themed. And we get like, not that. So I feel like really Chinese theater, like the one thing that Disney World has, or one of the few things that we have that is unique to us, like Disneyland gets it too. And and again, are you going to shoehorn it somewhere? Like, where where is it going? I just, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Because I, yeah. I'm, I mean, I feel I, like I it would know. need to be, like, towards the Star Wars area. They have to, like, make its own little section of some sort. Because, like, I, how, where, where are you going to fit it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, too, because another thing that was, was interesting in the phrasing there was, an avatar experience right that doesn't necessarily a mean a, tr- a ride or yeah. pandora the land which we have at animal kingdom for example there was a whole avatar experience that happened in asia uh especially to promote the new film where you could walk in and see like a lifelike uh banshee and stuff like maybe it's maybe more it's of like a walking like exhibit yeah. Yeah. maybe it's more of like a walking exhibit but again uh, but either where's that where? going <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but I just know that Disneyland is amazing and I want to go back. That's so all I, I know. Yes. That's really the Facts. point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want our listeners to, to think that we're uh, three negative Nancys, by the way. No. Uh, I know we just talked about some stuff. We love but, Disneyland. And, I, and look, let me clarify something real quick because I did get a little negative about Toy Story 5 <laughs> and even Frozen 3 a little bit. Will I be there on opening night of both of those of films? Of course you will. Yes, of course I will. So let's yeah. just move on. It's fine. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's jump in uh, to our main topic. But before we do, we just want to remind all of our listeners and viewers out there that this episode of the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney, and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. Disney has gotten complicated, folks, and uh, it's not easy to plan a Disney trip. So make it easier on yourself. Reach out to one of those travel agents over at Mickey Travels, and they can plan and book it all for you at literally no additional cost than what you're going to do by booking it yourself. Yeah. So save yourself a headache or two or three or seven. Or seven. Uh, and, <laughs> and just, and just you know, relax. Sip, sip a glass of wine and not worry about the dining reservations. I'll be doing that my next Disneyland trip, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it helps. Let's jump into our main topic of the episode. We are going to be ranking our top five Disney films ever, uh, specifically animated films. Animated. Um, and again, Disney animated. or Pixar is included. So Disney Disney slash Pixar films and specifically our top five. We'll go over a few honorable mentions first, but either way, what's going to be fun about this is that, again... A nice, friendly reminder to our listeners and viewers out there. This is all subjective, okay? Oh, yeah. You don't have to send angry DMs to Jared afterwards. I promise you, your list is probably awesome, too. And it, frankly, this list is was near impossible because there's yeah. so yeah. many good animated Disney films and Pixar films. And it's, it's so difficult to narrow it down to five. I, I personally just picked my five for specific reasons honestly i think all of our lists are going to be really different so i'm really curious to see yeah, what you guys are i think so too 
Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go over your honorable mentions first. Kristen, I want to hear it. Hit me with your honorable mentions. Okay, so my two honorable... Well, one of them's not really animated. But... <laughs> See, because I told... I broke the rules. We're already I'm breaking even, rules. We're already right, breaking so, rules. Well, okay, so my honorable mention is Hercules, is my animated honorable mention. Okay. Um, okay. Because I just... I like that story. I like the little... Uh, jokes that they have in there, the little hidden Easter eggs. And um, I think all of the actors in that one too are just phenomenal. And I love that movie and it would have been higher up, but I only had five slots. So that's why it's an honorable mention. <laughs> also, I can go the distance. is oh, an incredible song. song so good. Frankly makes uh, just moms and dads and Jared's, and Jared's. all over the country very emotional yeah when no, whenever they use it in like a uh, <laughs> firework show or i mean the the part in wishes which is the best firework show ever and you know. i will die on that hill um <laughs> whenever they did the the little go the distance theme i always got emotional and it's yeah so good it really is it it's it's an amazing song um so you didn't have any other films that like just barely are outside of your top five no because like... i have two in my number five spot because i've broken all the rules so i cannot like oh there are two that i like the same for number five so that's why you know and then well, one of my other it? honorable mentions is not animated because what i'm a rebel it? without a cause hocus pocus oh okay yeah that doesn't okay. count no it doesn't count but that's i was fair. just like i kind of was just grabbing everything and then placing them into categories right but... It was just, it was a little crazy. I had such a difficult time with this. Yeah. I have four honorable, honorable mentions (laughs) that I know I wasn't even going to talk about on this episode. Yeah. I I needed to like put in other movies to gauge how much I liked some of the animated movies too. Like, well, do I like this as much as that? Like, then where does it place on here? Like, it was a really difficult thing. All right, Jesse, hit me with your honorable mentions. All right. So I have, I mean, I guess I technically have three because I had. Two honorables and then an honorable honorable. <laughs> yeah, that. An honorably honorable mention. Yes, I have one of those. <laughs> and then I have two regular ones. So do you want just all three or do you just want the three. two? All three. Hit me with all three. All three. So bottom of my list is Toy Story. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Jared. I know it's like your <laughs> number one probably. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I'm going to do my best to get through I'm the rest sorry. of this episode. Okay, so I uh, do... Yes, continue. I know. So Toy Story is at the bottom of my list. I do love Toy Story, but the storyline, like, it's, okay, toys come to life. Like, there is a little more story in there, but it doesn't, like, speak to me, like, on a personal level. I do think all of my stuffed animals come to life when I go to sleep, but... I thought that was fact. I'm confused. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why Toy Story is at the bottom of my list, because I do love, love, love that movie. Clearly, it made it on my list. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not like a deeply emotional meaning for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So there's that one. Subjective. It's all subjective. (laughs) It's all subjective. Um, (laughs) My other two honorable mentions are Little Mermaid and Big Hero 6. So I'm surprised Big Hero 6 is so low for you. I thought for sure that was going to be in the top. Yeah. So the only reason Big Hero 6 is so low for me is because so Baymax is like my all time favorite favorite, like goofy Baymax Tinkerbell, like Baymax is up there, but he makes the movie for me. The story of the movie, I don't really like, like Mm -hmm. it's sad. Like I'm not going to give it away in case people haven't seen it, but like 
whatever happens in the movie, like, people die, it's sad, and then there's an angry villain guy, and it's a really good movie, but it's very action-y. Um, Baymax really, really, really makes that movie for me. He's so funny, he's so punny, um, and I quote his lines daily. Um, I cannot it's, run. It's an honorable mention because I, the storyline is kind of eh, but it is, like, one yeah. of my favorite movies because of Baymax. So I made an honorable yeah. mention because I like some of the other storylines better. Um, and then Little Mermaid. I mean, I love all the songs. I sing those also daily. Um, I sing myself to sleep with Part of Your World if I'm have, having trouble sleeping. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works. And it's a fun song. Like, the whole storyline is just, it's very princessy. But I just like that it's different than the rest mm-hmm. of the princesses. Like, I really like that she's a mermaid and then gets legs and then she's dancing in the beach and I don't know. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah, I I totally hear all of those points. I think, you know, The Little Mermaid is obviously a very nostalgic film oh, yeah. for um, a lot of people out there. It's a very gorgeously animated film. Uh, Big Hero 6 was not anywhere on my list, uh, it. but it's not because I, I dislike it or something. No. Again, it's just there's too many good movies. But yeah. Uh, Obviously, Baymax is awesome, and I think he's criminally underutilized in the Disney parks. One hundred percent. You used to be yeah. able to meet him in Epcot. Remember back across from and like Hero. that character. Yeah. 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 I know. He was the I best the meet heck. and greet ever. He gave mm-hmm. great hugs. Uh, Those were the days. And balala la Those were the days. Screams into the void. Uh, so. I have three honorable mentions um, because if Kristen and Jesse are going to start breaking rules, yeah, I'm allowed to do it. I too. gave you three. Um, so my three are Finding Nemo, Princess and the Frog, and The Incredibles. Wow. Um, I'm a huge Pixar fan, so honestly, it was very difficult to not have like my entire top five just Pixar mm, movies. Yeah. Um, but I tried to mix it up a little bit. But either way, Finding Nemo, I think, is an incredible movie from start to finish. The soundtrack is just amazing. The animation was revolutionary. And frankly, from the mid-90s to 2010, I think Pixar had one of the best stretches that any studio will ever have, ever. Uh, And I'll get into more of that in a little bit. Princess and the Frog, the reason I like it so much, I mean, one, I think it's my favorite of the princess movies in general, um, because... The lessons in that movie, I believe, are very important to a lot of people out there. And uh, representation obviously matters, and it was a huge deal that they made that movie. Um, Also, on a slightly sentimental moment here, my mom used to be friends with a woman named Diane, who is a part of the Disney Moms panel. Unfortunately, she passed from cancer, uh, but that was her favorite film, and the song from it was Dig a Little Deeper, and it helped her power through that fight of cancer and everything and um and i think that the songs in that movie and the whole concept of that film is very powerful and beyond all that the film is so incredibly animated and it was the last of disney's hand-drawn animated films which i personally really miss a lot of modern disney films just i miss the look of the hand-drawn animation so Every once in a while, when I watch that movie, I think back to being a kid and all the hand-drawn animated films that we grew up with. So 
Uh, and then The Incredibles is just, it's so good. Every time I watch it, I'm always like, God, this movie is so amazing. I, I, the characters are incredible. The soundtrack, it's its superheroes. And as a kid, I was obsessed with superheroes. So, of course, I loved it. Yep. Um, but I tried to just not look through my superhero lenses for a second and not just throw it automatically higher than it probably belonged. Um, but the story is amazing. Um, you know, Jack-Jack is hilarious and was even more so hilarious in the second film. So let's jump into our number five. Uh, Kristen, what you got? Apparently you got two, but you know, go ahead. Because I like them equally. So like, I can't, like, (laughs) I can't decide. So my number, my number fives was Ratatouille and Zootopia and I just okay. like I like them both like I like them both on that spot like they don't rank higher than that for me but they also both don't rank lower than that for me so like because Ratatouille is visually absolutely beautiful um I majored in French in college and so I love I spent a lot of time uh in France so it's just it reminds me of those that time in my life and I just I love it it's Gorgeous. And then Zootopia, again, I love the message behind it. I love this, you know, world that they created where, you know, they have like the little rodentia area and like they have these like this rainforest part of the city. And I love that that world and that element, almost science fiction element, like right where you're like dropped into this world. And uh, I really like it. And I like the message, you know, that anybody can be anything. And that's something that I think every kid needs to hear you know as a mom i like that so that's one that i like to watch with my kids and uh so yeah so that's why like they're both there they're both there because like i said i like them (laughs) both the same in that well what's interesting too kristen is they both of those films kind of have that same message yeah i do anybody can be anything i mean the entire the whole lesson of ratatouille is anybody can anybody can coach you know so that's that's the whole point of the film is were led to believe that rodents and rats are these gross, you know, disgusting thing. They can't yeah. do anything, but, yeah. you know, obviously he's the protagonist. So, yeah, no, I, I just found that interesting. You were talking about it, and I was like, oh, they both have, like, really the yep. same message. So, yeah. Jesse, makes, what's your number five? So that makes sense that they're both at number five. They're kind of yeah. even. They kind of have the same message, right? Thank you. Um, Thank my you. number five. It's a, right? Even though you cheated, it's totally fine. I didn't fine. cheat so much uh, as I broke the five? rules, but it's fine. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> My number five yeah. is Goofy Movie. Um, so Goofy Movie, Goofy is a loving single dad, wants to take his son on a road trip. He just gets a girlfriend. He wants to go to a concert. They get stuck with possums. It's a whole thing. Um, Hilarity ensues. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> like this, this road trip is just incredible. The song with the keys, I love the do, 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 do. You know, it's just great. <laughs> If you guys can't tell, Jesse really loves it. I do. She's really into this. It's amazing. Uh, Yeah, so Goofy Movie, I genuinely forgot about that film. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that in a really long time. Look, Jesse, we know how much you love Goofy and we love you for it. But just, you know, I'm sorry, okay? He's so I I will go watch it. Now, I'm like Goofy is loving and he's on your funny. Now. Like it has <laughs> great meaning, great stories, great lessons. Like it's such a good movie for like a family to watch because they deal with real life problems and it kind of teaches you how to resolve them. So it's neat. 
Yeah, I I mean I grew up watching it during that phase yeah. that I that many people nicknamed the Disney Dark Ages. That's which is funny to me. I don't I know why that. that is the way that it is. Yeah, during no during there is an animated stretch like you can look it up like D- Disney Dark Ages yeah. of animation that occurred from the late '90s to like mid mid 2000s yeah. of films that people consider in the Dark Ages. And the reason I bring this up is because my number five was during that stretch. And that's Emperor's New Groove. That's a good one. So I totally understand that people out there are going to be like, Jared, nobody cares about Emperor's New Groove. And if you went to a Disney park, totally, you're probably right because there's not a lot of representation for that film out there. But again, during this phase of Emperor's New Groove, Goofy Movie, there was Atlantis, there was... uh, there was Treasure Planet. There was we a lot of films. Home on the Range that, too, I think, was one yeah, of them. Chicken we, we had an yeah. we had an odd phase there, but it, the point is, is that there are some gems in there, and there's a generation of kids that grew up where that was their films. Yeah. That those were those Negro. movies. Yeah, I do. Yeah, too. That's a good one. Yeah, I absolutely adore that movie. I think again. I love hand-drawn animation, yeah. so that's cool. But it's it's objectively one of the funniest Disney films. It I is. mean, it's hilarious. Kronk is a hilarious character. He is just this giant, like, airhead who just isn't a bad guy at all. He just got mixed up with this bad lady. Yeah. And he's just has no idea what he's doing. He's just going on for the ride, you know? And then watching the whole progression of Cusco go from this self-centered, obnoxious ruler to realizing that he has to work with his people and and see even the peasants as who they are which is are just human beings who have lives and have homes and have families like i think that's a nice little hidden message that frankly a lot of our global leaders more more of our global leaders need to watch emperor's new group that's all i'm saying all right that's really what i'm getting at all right we can end the podcast we're good No, uh, let's move on to our number four. Kristen, what do you have at number four? Okay, so this is another one that I don't think it breaks the rules, but you might think it breaks the rules. So (laughs) I have Mary Poppins as my number four. So Uh, it is live action, but there is... Totally breaks the rules. (laughs) How does it... There's animation in there. Okay, just because there's animation there. You know how many live action films have CG... Do you think Davy Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean 2 is no, live different. action? You think a person no, looks I'm like gonna that? Make a, I'm, here's the thing. What makes it amazing to me is that you have characters, like actors. And again, this was back in the 60s. Yeah. Like acting with animated characters. You have Dick Van Dyke dancing with those. Pe- those penguins weren't really there. Spoiler alert. Like, so for that time... Wait, hold up. I know. <laughs> Shocker. So I, I really love when the animation integrates, like, like it's nothing. Like, those animated characters are really there. Like, the, the, the animation is acting along with the live action. So that's why I have it in there is because every time that there's animation in that movie, and the score is a bop, let me tell you, every song on that <laughs> On that yeah. soundtrack is amazing. So that's yeah. why it's in there. And uh, yeah, I know it kind of breaks the rules a little bit. But you know what? I stand by it. And there's animated can't wait to find movie. out your top three. You're just breaking rules on every single I broke it to you. I really did. Because I, mean, I just have feelings. 
It does have animation. Yeah. I mean, like, Enchanted and Disenchanted, like, would you, is that animation or is it? I, see, I would put that in the animation category because, yes, you too. have live actors, but they're, they're, and it's not like CGI. Like, it's not right. like you made a building blow up. Like, you it's have animation. an animated character, a character within that film, like, with right. its own personality and it's acting alongside the people actors. So that's, that's why I considered animation. I'll give it to you. Because it's not fully yeah. animated, but it is has animation in the movie. So yes. I'll give it to you. For our for our listeners out there, maybe listener, I don't know how many people <laughs> listen. Uh I, I just have to tell you that truly whatever Kristen is trying to do right now to convince you that watching, you know, Julie Andrews, an actress, an actress. uh suddenly that's an animated film. It is. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> now, look, Mary Poppins is a great movie. It's an all-time classic. And obviously, Dick Van Dyke, Julie Andrews oh, are just amazing. iconic for that movie. But in the future, I think when I give you guys prompts, I'm going to be so yeah. insanely specific to, about then you things. Need to be more specific. Because you're just you're using these little workarounds on me, <laughs> and it's throwing me through the ringer. Nope. Jesse, what's your number four, hopefully, animated film? It is, but I kind of cheated on this be. one and broke the rules. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys are... Oh, I okay. swear. But it's so still animated. It's still animated. What is it? What is it? Okay, just say it's it. Frozen 1 and 2. This is my this is my one that I was telling so you. So you picked two movies for one. Yes, which so we've determined is allowed. <laughs> okay, so I actually like Frozen Two better than Frozen One, but Frozen One storyline really gets me because like it's sisterly love. I have a sister. Like you know, if her guy you know throws her out the window, like I can go and help her. I'm to the true love. You know, whatever. Like it's super sweet. I, I hope love that it. Sister. No, me neither. But you know what I mean? Like, Anna went through the ringer with all her drama. Um, and my sister compares herself to Anna quite frequently. So this is why I use it in a sentence. Um, Olaf is super funny. I love him in both of the movies equally. Um, when he does his little scenario of what happened in Frozen 1, in Frozen 2, I die every single time when he's like with the wind. Uh, Bruni is so cute. The characters are amazing. The songs are brilliant. I I had to put them both in slot four. I stand by you. Thank so. you. Yeah. So next up for me, <laughs> I have all four Toy Stories <laughs> in the same spot. No, you guys are ridiculous. I I'm gonna do my best I'm to sorry. get through the rest of this episode. Uh, no, I I hear you. Um, I personally have a specific funny memory you guys are gonna enjoy okay. about Frozen One. Um, I went to see Frozen 1 in theaters. Uh, I don't know if my wife listens to this podcast. Probably not. She listens to me enough in real life. She probably doesn't listen to me on the podcast that much. But Frozen 1 came out in 2013. And Molly, my wife, we started dating in 2014. So it was before we started dating. But we actually went to see Frozen together with two friends who were dating so I didn't realize until I got there that like, okay, this kind of viewed as like a double date, like because we're going with a couple and then I'm there with Molly and Molly and I had been friends for a long time. So once we went into the movie theater, I didn't want to like, like put a label on anything because I was like, Molly and I are just friends. Like Jared, like what the heck? Like yeah. relax. Uh, like she doesn't like you that way. All right. You tried. And so we're, which I did a few times <laughs> unsuccessfully. Anyways, persistence is key. <laughs> Point is we got up into the movie theater about halfway up 
into the seats, went to go sit down. And as we're going to sit down, I panicked and I just like sat on the other side next to the other guy and not next to her because I didn't want to put a label on it. And she told me years later, like, yeah, I, I kind of viewed that as like a little double date. Like I was expecting you to like, you know, sit next to me, put your arm around me. I don't know. Finally make your first move. Like, you know, uh, so lessons, lessons are learned. Uh, maybe that's why Frozen's not on my list because (laughs) I just think of Frozen and I think of when I almost ruined my shot with my now wife. So it's all right. We we got there eventually by Frozen 2. We were living together. So it all worked (laughs) out. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, my number four is Ratatouille. And for a long time, Ratatouille was ranked a lot higher for me. Um, if you guys can't tell, I like ranking things. That's why I made them rank parks. Now we're ranking Horrible movies. Person. Uh, I they hate me for it. They <laughs> I'm really just do. breaking the rules but, left and right. <laughs> yeah, Kristen's rebelling. She's yeah. like openly rebelling. She's like, okay, you're gonna make me rank things. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna rank it the way I want to rank it. I love uh, it. But yeah, Ratatouille. I love the message for it. It's a comfort film for me. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm really sick, I just like get a bowl of you know, soup and just throw on Ratatouille. Uh, Michael Giacchino is a genius composer and he's composed so many classics, including that one. And I love the music. It makes me want to visit Paris. I haven't been, unlike Kristen, but I love, love, love that section of Epcot. It's my favorite section of Epcot. Uh, So um, having Ratatouille in that section of Epcot now makes it even more so. Like, I already love France. Now I really love France, but... Um, music's amazing. The lesson, the, the animation, it's all just, it's all gorgeous. So, all right. Number three, uh, what do you got, Kristen? Okay. So my number three is animation, but it's like a different kind of animation. What are we talking about? So my number three is Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Okay. Whatever. That's fine. Stop motion animation, which I think is amazing. I'm like a full grown adult woman that is odd every time I see any sort of behind the scenes stop motion animation thing. Uh, the DVD has like the bonus footage of them filming it, which is, I mean, it's just wild. Amazing. Um, it's Tim Burton. And I personally really love that aesthetic, that Tim Burton kind of darker, a little bit on the creepy mm-hmm. side. I really enjoy. Um, and the score, you know, Danny Elfman, it's just, it's so good. It's I mean, really good. And you can watch that movie just from September to December, and it hits all of the holiday feels. I mean, Halloween is obviously the far superior holiday, which we obviously. all know. Um, Jared's a little bit in denial about that, which is fine. <laughs> but it works for, for people that are Halloween people and people that are Christmas people. Which on our team, there's like a real big like debate about debate. it. So that's why yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, you guys like, you know, being scared and sad and in dark places. Mm. And I enjoy bright lights and happiness no. and cinnamon. That's not what I'm Halloween just, is all that's about, kind of, Jared. It's kind of what we determined, right? No, you're wrong. <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, it's on my list. And Can I, I add that to my honorable mention? Because I did not put it in my animation because I didn't technically consider it full animation because it's oh, you didn't you didn't break a you didn't break enough rules. You want to break some more rules? Yeah, it's not breaking. Yeah, the go rules. ahead. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna just, put it in my honorable mention. Just because making I, up the rules as we go. I also, Jack, you can't see Jack right now, but he's still in this room. Don't worry, he's there. Yeah. 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 It's all awesome. so good. It, it's fine. I look. 
it is a it is an amazing movie. It is. It is. It, it's not on my list, but it's an amazing movie. So good. Uh, Jesse, number three. Number three, Peter Pan. Um, I love Peter Pan. I also love um, the second Return to Neverland. Um, but Peter Pan is just so cool. It's about dreams and imagination and faith and trust and pixie dust. And I mean, you have mermaids, you have pirates, you have skull caves and islands. And um, it's just, it's so fun. I love like how it's, it is family structured, but they get to like go out and have fun with little boys and little kids. And like, it's just, it's neat. I, I've always loved that movie. Um, it's just the, the animation of it is so original I love how old it is, and I love the songs. So it's going to stay like there. It's, it's been in my top three for forever. So I like Surprise the scene flying over London and the shadow, like, kind of on the clouds, like, ripples down. I just think the animation is, like, for that yep. time period especially, like, that's such a great yep. visual I have, element. I have the shadow of all of them flying on my shoulder tattooed, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the best thing ever. I yeah, it. I think, um, you know from the book and obviously this was said in hook uh which is an amazing movie as well agree um, on that yeah. very very nostalgic film that uh, don't put it All on if you're missing your childhood just don't put it on uh another one to not put on if you're missing childhood by the way christopher robin uh wow that movie just Ugh. rips your heart out it does on it i've never seen uh, that one it, yeah, I highly don't recommend no, it. No, you if need you to feel watch like it. Crying, no, though, I'm too emotional. Watch. I, I'll, no. I'll watch it with <laughs> you and popcorn and chocolate and cheese. And you guys right. can cry together. It'll be fun. Sounds good, uh, right? <laughs> no, but Peter Pan is very nostalgic. But what I was going to say is at the end of Hook, you know, Robin Williams, obviously grown up Peter Pan, he looks up at the sky and he says, to live would be an awfully big adventure, which I think is one of the greatest quotes to ever come out of anything, yep. really. And uh, the lesson out of Peter Pan, the lesson of never growing up yeah. and always keeping that child inside of you is obviously very reminiscent of what Walt was all yeah. about and what the Walt Disney Company is all about. So, yeah, it fought great, for my great second pick, spot. It was, yeah. Yeah, tile. I hear you. I'm curious to see our top two. Yeah. So, Kristen, what's your number two? Wait, you didn't, you didn't do, do your number three. three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I guess I just assume that nobody actually wants to listen to me. So I'm trying <laughs> to keep, like, I just continuously, I'm like, hey, you guys go back. I want right? to know your three. Uh, yeah. So my number three is Lion King. Okay. Uh, yeah. I adore this movie. I think it's single-handedly the greatest Disney animated film of all yeah. time. And my top two are Pixar films. That's why I say that. There you go. Uh, for strictly Disney animated films, I think it's the greatest Disney animated film ever. I, I, the lesson obviously is incredible. Uh, Hans Zimmer delivered one of the greatest scores ever. Oh, yeah. Elton John mm-hmm. delivered just amazing hit after amazing hit. Um, you know, just the entire lesson from that film about taking grief and taking loss and instead of ignoring it, instead of running away, like facing it head on. I mean, what an incredible lesson to be put into an animated film. I mean, it's an animated film, and and somehow it's tackling that big of an issue. Yeah. When you think about it, that's really the whole lesson of that movie, yeah. is going through immense loss, a, a severe, severe loss, which is what Simba did. And he had to grow up to eventually realize, okay, I can't, I can't ignore this forever. I got to face this whole thing yeah. head on, which... 
which is a powerful thing for anybody that's ever experienced loss out there. Yeah. I think anybody can agree with that. So, um, wow, you know, sometimes I do have good things to say, guys. You know what? Maybe I will keep speaking. Uh, Kristen, you're up. Uh, number two. My number two is Meet the Robinsons. Wow. That really? is a plot twist, and I love it. Yeah, I adore that movie. Okay. Um, it's not one of the more popular animated ones. I think it no. is part of that. I don't know. I don't remember when it came out, but it's not, you know, it's not grouped in with any of the kind of bigger Golden ones. Ages. No. Yeah, yeah, but I, it has all elements of things that I really, really love. First of all, it's really funny. Um, it has a time travel element to it, which I mean, back to the future, the back to the future trilogy is my favorite um, movies, movies like of all time. Yeah. And uh, so it has like a little bit of that element <laughs> to it. And then it's mm-hmm. just really emotional at the end. And, you know, they, it, you know, they use like Walt Disney's, you know, keep moving forward quote in there, which is, is very meaningful to me as well. So it's just, it's a cool movie and it's just different. I like that. It's not like, Oh, a prince has come to save this princess. Like it's just different and it tells a different story and it's a positive story too. And, you know, again, Jared's talking about the lessons, like, you know, he kind of learns, some stuff along the way and it's you know it's a good one it's a good one so yeah i i really hope we don't get emotional on this podcast (laughs) talking about all these lessons i know but disney animated films are filled with them and they're very important lessons in my opinion and you don't recognize it when you're a kid and you're watching these but when you grow up and you watch these movies and you rewatch them and and in Kristen's case, you know, watching them with her own children, mm-hmm. they have I'm sure they have a whole separate meaning yeah, to them. Totally different. That. But yeah. Yeah. Jesse, what's your number two? Yeah. Um if you had given me a top ten, Lion King would have been on it, by the way. I do love that movie. Um, my number two is Aristocats. Mm. So I'm obsessed with Aristocats. They are so movie. funny, but they're like these rich little kitties that get kidnapped and then they have nothing and then they're struggling which hello life lesson sometimes you can go from the very top and go all the way to the bottom and you have to work your way back to the top and that's exactly what they do they adventure find all these amazing friends along the way and they work themselves back to the top and get back home which is great um but it's again a super funny movie has really catchy jingles and uh i mean they're cats so you know yeah. No, this that the score on that one too is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh Jesse loves cats. I do. Uh spoiler alert. My Sometimes daughter loves her Marie, cat. So we we a lot of the cats in this house, yeah. I mean I have yeah. I mean they're on my arm, like they're so cute, I love them. Sometimes uh Jesse's cat makes a cameo appearance on this podcast. He did yeah, a few Frankie episodes ago. Frankie walked by earlier. Yeah. Uh, a few episodes ago, um, <laughs> the cat like decided to get into an argument with the wall yeah. and or door behind Jesse and that was that was quite the yeah. quite the show like the it was hilarious to watch that was Ollie. but uh yeah yeah um so my number two is up yeah. uh it's obviously probably one of the most emotional Disney yeah. films it's a out there movie. Oh, uh, yes. it just it I just love how it just rips your heart out in the first 15 minutes it's like you know what i know what i know what i'm about and here you are you're not gonna make it through this film i i remember that time period well it came out in 2010 
or 2009, I believe. And I remember just all my friends had gone to the theater to watch it. And they were like, yeah, I went to think, I, I thought I was going to watch like a nice animated film. And then we were all crying. And yep. yeah, like it, it yeah. was, it's, it's obviously, a, again, that whole 15 minute opening with uh, Carl and Ellie yep. um, is very heartbreaking. And it's sad it because it's about loss. Uh, but that's not actually the movie, the reason I love that movie so much. It, it's actually the whole story of Carl. Like, because by the end of the film, he realizes he still has more life to live. Yeah. He's still got more adventures to go on. That's why Ellie in her little book wrote, like, go make more adventures. Like, you know, I think a lot of us out there tend to look at, like, older people and too many people look at older people and view them as like, oh, they're, they're over the hill. They're not young anymore. They've lived, they've lived their life, like whatever. And I think that's really wrong of people to do because, you know, we all go through different chapters of our life, but just because you're 75 doesn't mean your life is just over. Like we, we all have a lot of life to live until we don't anymore. So I think that whole lesson was really powerful. And uh, Married Life was the song that played when I proposed to my wife. Uh, I had a full Disney proposal where she walked into a room filled with all of her family and friends and, and walked from person to person and collected a balloon that had a specific memory of our relationship on it. Um, so that was a very thought out, uh, thing that Jared did that I almost fainted over, but we got through it. That's incredible. We moved on. Yeah, that's really sweet. Uh, so yeah, so obviously very sentimental. Um, and when we officially had the first kiss and walked down the aisle and everything, that was the song that played too. So very sentimental to my personal life, but really beautiful Disney film nonetheless. All right, we're up to the end number of one. this sucker. Uh, number one, Kristen, what you got? So I kind of broke the rule. <laughs> okay, oh no, no, no. My oh my, God. listen, my argument with Mary Poppins <laughs> is the same with this one because this is one of my like favorite movies of all time. Probably okay. after Back to the Future, it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And he's an animated character, so I'm sorry. It counts. (laughs) And there's literally every animated character. I'm getting my voices, like, raising, so I'm getting very emotional about this. Angry. (laughs) My hands are flailing everywhere if you're listening. (laughs) like, very animated over this. But, I mean, I love the way they integrate, again, like I said with Mary Poppins, like, real-life actors um, with the animated characters acting together. I think that, as an actor, that must be... It just shows your skill, and that's amazing. It has Christopher Lloyd in it, which obviously I hello child of the '80s here. Like I can't get enough of him in any role. I just I love him, um, and I just remember, you know, Hollywood Studios used to be MGM Studios, and when it opened in 1989, yep. in those really early years, all of the Roger Rabbit stuff they had. Um, you know, he was a character walking around. They had the area that used to be part of the backlot tour kind of back in there they had this whole warehouse set up with the steamroller and these cardboard cutouts of the weasels you could get your pictures taken with and um you know so i just it's it's an amazing movie again you have animated characters from warner brothers and betty boop and all of these like characters coming together but then on top of it i have all these memories of you know it was just you couldn't go anywhere without running into roger rabbit in the early 90s and uh 
I miss him very much. And Jesse and Jared will, <laughs> they know from working with me, but anytime we have like a group discussion, like, oh, which characters do you want to see? I'm always like, Roger, Rabbit, Roger, Rabbit, <laughs> Roger, Rabbit. Like, yeah. So I, I just, I love it. I think it's super cool. And I could watch that one on repeat over and over and over again and never yeah, get tired exactly. of it. Um, all right, ready for my number one? It's not surprising. Um, it's up. <laughs> so, yeah. same reason as Jared. Obviously, it's so meaningful. Um, it really has that pull at your heartstrings. And again, like, yes, so much happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. But also, just like Jared said, like, he's getting older and he still has so much to do on his list and he's able to accomplish those things on his list, which is really, really cool. Um, and then the relationship he has with Russell and Doug at the end of the movie and mm-hmm. Kevin, um, it's just incredible. The relationship aspect of it is amazing. Um, so yeah, up slowly climbed to my number one, like, throughout all of my movies as I was reordering them over and over and over. Um, and I'm also going to sneak in one more honorable mention, and it's Inside Out, because that would have been my number 10. Just saying. There you go. Got it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. Monsters, Inc. was one of those that was like an honorable mention, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, that actually would have been on shout my list. Out. Oh. Yeah. I love that movie. Right. And I like Monsters University, too. That's cute. Yeah, they're they're excellent films. They're, those are movies that like I watch every once in a blue moon, and every time I watch it, I'll be like, that was way better than I remembered it oh, being. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it belongs higher up Each there, of my but... kids went through a phase where they only watched Monsters, Inc. Like, that was all we watched. Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Like, Harper went through it, and then, like, three years later, Hunter did. And then the same thing with Cars. Like, that's all we Like, that's all that was allowed that's to be all. watched. <laughs> you try to put something else on, and it was like, no, Cars. No, Sully. 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 So, like, Kitty. I... Kitty. Yeah, it's not like a... I, I, I probably could recite the movie for you because between my two kids i've seen it hundreds if not thousands of times you know it's funny you mentioned that Kristen, because obviously you know jesse and i we aren't uh you know parents childless uh, millennials but yeah but (laughs) no but you. you you have you have that experience and it's funny because uh jess who is mickey blog's editor she was uh mentioning the other day how like yeah she went through that glorious phase with children where they just watch the same movie on repeat Uh all the time and you can't change ed one of our yeah ed one of our reporters was like yeah jared hasn't experienced that like he doesn't understand because he's a dad too and and it's funny you mention you know how you could recite it a, a million times i wonder if that played a role in certain movies being where they are on your list maybe because You know, I'll tell you, the way I rank, like, if I think about, like, comedies, there are certain comedies, I don't know if I could rank them as high anymore, because now I'm like, I can recite every word to that movie. So, I remember being a kid and uh, watching movies an absurd amount of time, which brings us to our number one, which is this one (laughs) right here. He brought props. That was going to happen. Wow. He brought props. I brought brought props. props. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm very serious about my list. All right. So, yeah. Uh, strap in, kids. We are going to learn why this is the greatest film in the history of cinema. It was on my honorable no. mentions. Uh, it's Toy Story for those of you that are not watching and listening. Oh, yeah. yeah I sort of forgot that this is mostly uh, an uh, audio experience. Podcast. Yeah, uh, but we we usually get more listeners than viewers, so yeah, Yeah. I sort of forgot about that. Anyways, I'm holding a DVD of Toy Story, (laughs) which is truly the only animated film I own on DVD, Uh, and why? 
Why do you, you own ask? it on VHS? Well, though? let me tell you. Uh, I, I did. I own every single Disney film on VHS yeah. until VHS weren't a thing. I still uh, have mine. I also remember, by the way, during Toy Story 2, during that VHS, when they first were showing the commercials for California Adventure mm -hmm. and why you got to go visit that theme park. Oh my so. God, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Wow, I guess I'm older than I thought. But point <laughs> is, is it. that... <laughs> yeah, so Toy Story, Toy Story is my number one. It's just the most nostalgic film for me. I grew up watching it on repeat. But beyond that, objectively, it truly is one of the greatest things that Disney Pixar ever made. I mean, it it started Pixar. Yeah. It was their first project and it it started not just Pixar, but it started an absolute absurdly incredible run of animated films for the next 10 to 15 years uh leading all the way up to films like Up and you know like mm -hmm. it but that whole run that included whether it was Monsters Inc or Cars or you know, there, there's just Ratatouille, there, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo. There were so many good movies during oh, that yeah. stretch, but Toy Story really started that stretch. Yeah, and and it also generated a whole new genre, really, of that computer animated feature films. Yeah. And and yes, when you rewatch it now, can you tell that, that? Yeah. all of Andy's friends are just exact copies of Andy? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's kind way of a little creepy. Than I remember, like in retrospect, yeah. you know, when you watch it, you're yeah. like, oh, this is a little. It it hasn't aged as gracefully. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, the film itself is fantastic. I also find it just like I'm going to be honest. Toy Story one and two, to me, are just hysterical films. Like I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes my wife will be like in the other room doing her thing, and she'll just hear me giggling. <laughs> And she'll just come out and I'll be watching Toy Story. <laughs> and she'll be like, why are you giggling like a five-year-old right now? And I'm just like, it is it's hilarious. hilarious. Like, it, it is, it, like, it's such a funny movie. So, so yeah, um, that is uh, my number one. And um, I really wish there was more shade in Toy Story Land. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I wish Toy the Story lands. Land just had, like, you remember when the concept art first came out? It was like... You know, Slinky Amazing. Dog went like underneath the ground, and you have this whole like Western area when you walked in, and like the concept art was like, oh my god! Incredible. And then yeah. what we got is like a real pared down version of that. So yeah. you didn't even give me a Pizza Planet. How hard yeah. is that to give me a Pizza Planet? And I understand because it's like Andy's backyard. But it's like he could build a pizza, like he could build like you have Woody's lunchbox, yeah. like he made that. So he maybe wouldn't he make like a copy of the restaurant that he goes to. He loves so, Pizza Planet. I just, there's a lot of yeah. missed opportunity there that I think that hopefully we're going to write the ship one day. But. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Toy Story is the easiest to me layup ever when it comes to characters, when it comes to merchandise. I mean, literally the characters are toys. Yeah. So merchandise, pretty easy to sell stuff. And yet we but just got a way, store there. Like yeah. it just opened last yeah. summer. Just, so it's like, and it's not even open in like a normal door. It's like open correct. behind the, it's at the exit. Right. Uh, but yeah. either way, we'll save the land stuff for another video. I have one video. more mention. Can I have one more okay, mention? Go ahead. Shoot. Wally. Shoot. Okay, yeah. Wally is fantastic. He deserved honestly. it, sorry. <laughs> honestly, Wally, uh, I gave my wife a few different options for Valentine's Day because yesterday was Valentine's Day. I gave my wife a few different options for films to watch during Valentine's Day, and that was one of them because from an animated film, it's way more romantic than people think. I also said I, I gave her the option of Up and Lady and the Tramp, which I also find Lady both and to the be Tramp extremely. Lady and the Tramp, I love. 
songs. Um, but we ended up watching When Harry Met Sally, so we totally went into a different direction. Yeah. Anyways. Well, also, just <laughs> yeah, whatever. Point is, topic. is that, yeah, it's, uh, I, I get that. My last little honorable mention would be Atlantis because uh, I love that film. And I think it would kill as a live action Good film. Good one. Yep. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoyed this absolutely madness long episode of us blabbering about animated films if you are on one of those platforms with you can comment please comment with your top five we'd love to read them see them i'm very curious to see what the rest of our mickey blog team uh thinks about our list and what their list is um and i'm probably going to ask all 30 of our writers to <laughs> to shoot their yeah one their list one ranking me. video we should ask like the whole team and like get yeah. their information and bring it to the podcast yeah. So because fun. yeah next time we have to rank something we'll have to ask the team to I love it because yeah. I'm yeah. Sh- I yeah I'm, I know everybody's gonna <laughs> lots of opinions there's probably opinions. lots that we didn't even mention that people are mad at us for well, I mean we didn't mention really any of the classic yeah, Beauty and the Beast or any of that Cinderella Beauty and the I did Beast. Little Mermaid they're all classics and they're and all so good in their own way you know yeah. yeah the Winnie the Pooh animated film I'm obsessed with um, Winnie the Pooh but Ichabod I, and yeah. Mr. Toad yeah yeah give sure. me you know a top know, 30 know. it'll be a lot longer yeah it's it's hard you know you can't you can't win them all you can't choose them all yeah. but it's all right uh we appreciate all the support as always if you are new to the podcast we want to thank you for listening in today and uh feel free to subscribe if you haven't yet uh obviously as we mentioned earlier every single one of our episodes is also available to watch on youtube so if you don't want to listen you'd rather watch or you want to put it on your tv while you do some chores (laughs) and listen to me blabber while you do some chores (laughs) or whatever um feel free to do so and subscribe on there we've had some great guests already we got to interview some former disney imagineers Last week, we had Resort TV One, some of the biggest Disney live streamers in the world. Again, uh, thank you to everybody who's helped make that our more popular uh, YouTube episode. We appreciate that. They're awesome people. And we got plenty more amazing guests coming down the line. Do. Uh, so if you're new here, absolutely, please subscribe. And thank you to everyone who's been leaving good reviews. Yes. Really appreciate it. I always like to mention something about that because... You know, sometimes I'll be having like a bad day and I'll go on Apple Podcasts and I'll see somebody's review about how they wa- they listen to every episode with their daughter or whatever. That stuff means a lot. It really does. It makes it worthwhile for what we do. So uh, thank you all for your support and continue to support Mickey Blog across all platforms, starting with the blog, but we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. And uh, yeah, we appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. Tune in next time. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.